Well, good morning, everybody. Fall is here. It sure is chilly in Michigan. It is. This is Granny D. Dorcas Smith out of Plymouth, Michigan. I am a retired special ed teacher. Started off in Canada. Taught and I went to school in Quebec, and became a teacher and taught in Newfoundland, and then I taught in Ontario, and then I taught in Michigan. So I've been a teacher for a long time, and I'm blessed to have had such an amazing career. But then I discovered New Skin upon retirement. Actually, I discovered it because I got really sick. And New Skin's products, the supplements in particular, this amazing TR90 health plan have definitely done the trick. And I am now healthier and stronger than I've ever been with a muscle level at 30%, which for an old lady heading towards 70 isn't half bad. So I'm really pleased. And how did I get there? the TR90 program in New Skin, they truly have helped me heal, and that's what's really important. Usually everyone goes over all the programs and every all the program, but I'm not going to bother to do that. I'm going back to the brain today because I'm fascinated with the brain. And why? Because the brain is like 2% of our body and we use and it takes up 20% of our energy and our, and our oxygen. So the brain is extremely important, and I'm talking from Brain Rules by John Medina, and it says 12 principles for surviving, thriving at work, home, and school, and you can find him on www.brainrules.com net slash dvd but i i bet if you did brainrules.net you'd probably find him too all righty i used to have the dvd and then i lent it i lent it to somebody and of course you know i don't have it anymore but that's okay i have the book and i can go online i need to go online now and look and see it's been a long time since i checked All right, so we were talking about attention. To do that, okay, let's go back to how do we find a way to arouse and then hold somebody's attention for a specific period of time? Now, if you're teaching, you've got 10 minutes before kids start to tune out. How do you do this? To answer that question, we need to explore some complex pieces of neurological real estate. We are about to investigate the remarkable world of human attention, including what's going on in our brains when we turn our attention to something, the importance of emotions, and the myth myth of multitasking. Can I have your attention, please? While you were listening to this paragraph, millions of sensory neurons in your brain were firing simultaneously. And if you were reading it, that would also be happening. Carrying messages, each attempting to grab your attention. 
only a few will succeed in breaking through to your awareness, and the rest will be ignored either in part or in full. Incredibly, it is easy for you to alter this balance, effortly granting airplay to one of many messages you were previously ignoring. While listening to the sentence, can you feel where your elbows are right now? The messages that do grab your attention are connected to memory, interest, and awareness. Let's start with memory. What we pay attention to is awfully profoundly influenced by memory. In everyday life, we use previous experience to predict where we should pay attention. Different environments create different expectations. This was profoundly illustrated by the scientist Jared Diamond, D-I-A-M-O-N, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, in his book, Guns, Germs, and Steel. He describes an adventure traipsing through the New Guinea jungle with native New Guineans. He relates that these natives tend to perform poorly on tasks Westerners have been trained to do since childhood, but they are hardly stupid. They can detect the most subtle changes in the jungle. Good for following the trail of a predator or for finding the way back home. They know which insects to leave alone. They know where food exists and can erect and tear down shelters with ease. Diamond, who had never spent time in such places, had no ability to pay attention to these things. Were he to be tested on such tasks, he probably would fail and perform quite poorly. Culture matters too. Even when the physical ecologies are similar. For example, urban Asians pay a great deal of attention to the context of a visual scene and the relationships between the foreground objects and backgrounds. But urban Americans do not. They pay, they pay attention to the focal items before the backgrounds, leaving perceptions of context much weaker. Such differences can affect how an audience perceives a given business presentation or class lecture. The next one is interest. Happily, there are commonalities regardless of culture. For example, we have all known for a long time that interest or importance is inextricably linked to attention. Researchers sometimes call this arousal. Exactly how it relates to attention is still a bit of a mystery. Does interest create attention? We know that the brain continually scans the sensory horizon with events constantly assessed for their potential interest or importance. The more important events that are then given extra attention. Can the reverse occur? with attention, creating interest? Marketing professionals think so. They have been known for years that they have known for years that novel stimuli, the unusual, unpredictable, distinctive, are powerful ways 
to harness attention in the service of interest. One well-known example is a print for Suze, oh, is a print for Susa commemorativa, no commemorativo tequila. <coughs> Excuse me. It shows a single picture of an old, dirty, bearded man donning a brimmed hat and smiling broadly, revealing a single tooth. Printed above the mouth is, this man only has one cavity. A large sentence below says, life is harsh, your tequila shouldn't be. Flying in the face of most tequila marketing strategies, which consist of scantily clad 20-somethings dancing at a party, the ad is effective at using attention to create interest. All righty. Of course, we must be aware of something. Oh, let me go back. Next is awareness. Now, this little bit is going to be intense. Oh, maybe not. Well, that's the next time. All right. It might fit. Let me just go on. I'm just blithering. (laughs) So let's go to awareness next. Of course, we must be aware of something for it to grab our attention. You can imagine how tough it is to research such, such an ephemeral concept. We don't know the neural location of consciousness loosely defined as that part of the mind where awareness resides. The best data we have suggests that several systems are scattered throughout the brain, but we have a long way to go before we fully understand the biology of attention. One famous physician who examined awareness at the clinical level is Dr. Oliver Oliver Sachs, S-A-C-K-S a delightful British neurologist and one terrific storyteller. One of his most intriguing clinical cases, first described in his best-selling book, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. (laughs) I love it. The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. That's Dr. Oliver Sacks. Sacks describes a wonderful older woman in his care, intelligent, articulate, articulate, and with a gifted sense of humor. However, she suffered a massive stroke in the back region of her brain that left her with a most unusual deficit. She lost the ability to pay attention to anything that was to her left. She could pick up objects only on the right side of her visual field. She could put lipstick only on the right half of her face. She only ate from the right half of her plate, and this caused her to complain to the hospital nursing staff that her portions were too small. Only when the plate was turned around and the food entered her right visual field could she pay attention to it and have her fill. Data like this, like these, are very useful to both clinicians and scientists. When damage occurs to a specific brain region, we know that any observed behavioral abnormality must in some way be linked to that region's function. 
Examining a broad swath of patients like Sachs gave scientists a cumulative, a cumulative view of how the brain pays attention to things. The brain can be divided roughly into two hemispheres of unequal function. Patients can get strokes to either Marshall Mesulam, M-E-S-U-L-A-M, Marcel, M-A-R-C-E-L, so it's Marcel Mesulam of Northwestern University, found that the hemispheres contain separate spotlights for visual attention. The left hemisphere spotlight is small, capable of paying attention only to items on the right side of the visual field. The right hemisphere, however, has global has a global spotlight, according to Mesulam, getting a stroke on the left side of the brain is much less catastrophic because the right side can pitch in under distress to aid vision. Of course, sight is only one stimulus to which the brain is capable of paying attention. Just let a bad smell into the room for a moment or make a a loud inappropriate noise and people easily will shift attention. We also have to pay close attention to our psychological interiors, mulling over internal events and feeling again and again. Hold on. Mulling, let me try that again. We also pay pay close attention to our psychological interiors, mulling over internal events and feelings again and again with complete focus. With no obvious external sensory stimulation, what is going on in our heads when we turn our attention to something? And I am going to stop there because it's almost time. And I'm going to remind you of brain rule number four. People don't pay attention to boring things. The brain's attention spot, attentional spotlight, sorry, the brain's attentional spotlight can focus on only one thing at a time. No multitasking. If you are multitasking, you are making mistakes. We are better at seeing patterns and abstracting the meaning of an event than we are at recording detail. Emotional arousal helps the brain learn. Audiences check out after 10 minutes, but you can keep grabbing them back by telling narratives or creating events rich in emotions. And next week, I'll start with a rather intense event in Medina's life. It only took three or four minutes to happen, but it made him pay attention. And it Still, I every time I think of it, I react and I pay attention. I get an emotional response. So it's very interesting. Attention is very much impacted by emotions. All right. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith out of Plymouth, Michigan, finishing up for Monday, the 28th of September. I hope you have a beautiful day and may it be productive and have a great week.
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I couldn't remember which number to press. <laughs> you know, some days are just like that. <laughs> I know. It's you like stuff you do all the time, and then what do I do? How do I do that? It just disappears, and then it pops well, right back again. Well, and sometimes it's muscle memory, too, because I get so so much in the habit of doing, doing a certain pattern for a specific um, code or whatever, and it's like, oh, this is this, 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 and this. And my hand does it, and I have no idea what numbers I just pressed. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So attention is very interesting. So there for you as a teacher, if you want to get your kids' attention, if you can involve involved something that surprises them, telling stories. Oh, I, oh, I do that all the oh. time. I'm really sneaky. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> now you know that you only have 10 minutes, and as you get to your 10 minutes, how do you shift them? Sometimes you just get them up, you get them to stand up and sit down. I know, and sometimes if you're reading a story and it has something in very tall capital letters, you say it very loudly and you shock the heck out of them. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, and then the kids say, that was loud. I says, take a look at how the word is written. It's all in capitals. They're really big letters, aren't they? Yeah. And doesn't it have an exclamation point after it? That's how the author wanted it to be read. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Way to go. I know. So that surprise and emotion, if you can get emotion involved in some way, that will definitely make a difference. So I think that's very interesting. Emotions get our attention. And I think you probably already knew that multitasking is not effective. No, it's not very good at all. <laughs> no, that's when you make mistakes. You truly do. So next time I will be telling you about why. <laughs> and my little Have buddy finally has, has, oh, I will. My little buddy has finally warmed up to me so that he, he ate his yesterday's meals and he ate breakfast this morning and he's coming and getting head pats. He's doing a good job. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You made friends with a new one. Well, he's an old one, but he, he mom and yes, dad, mom and dad have been quarantined. Well, I'm new to him since I haven't been here in what four months. So he's yes, he's going. Mom and dad left me. You're second best. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. I understand. I understand. I bet so you have a great dog day. does the same thing. <laughs> oh, I yeah. will. Yeah. You too. <laughs> And we'll listen. and tomorrow we have Nikki. Actually, we have Nikki twice this week, Tuesday oh. and Thursday. So be ready on Thursday for Nikki's um, zooming. And then Kathy Joe is on Wednesday, and um, Victoria again is on Friday because oh, okay. our schedules got all mixed up. Yeah, I think you get a vacation this week. <laughs> Stranger than that. <laughs> I well, I was trying to. So thank you, my friend. I do so appreciate you being here. Have a great day, everybody. God bless. You too. Bye bye.